Genesis 12, 10 through 20. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know that you are a woman beautiful in appearance, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but that you live. Say you are my sister, that it may go well with me because of you, and that my life may be spared for your sake. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. And when the princes of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And for her sake, he dealt well with Abram. And he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. And Pharaoh gave men orders concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, interesting story. Yes. Um, I've actually got some thoughts on it, but oh. before I jump in, okay, I- I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. Um, so just to kind of, let me, I'll do give a recap and then you give your thoughts. All right. All right. Quick recap. In case you you've never heard this story before, there's a famine in the land, in the land of Canaan. So. Egypt was always Nile River there. Egypt was always this like super fertile, like famine proof land mm-hmm. um, because they had this massive river that that like famines couldn't affect. Right. Whereas or that droughts couldn't affect. Mm. Whereas like in Israel, if it didn't rain, the rivers would dry up. Okay. So that was a very different like. So you have like a drought proof river. Mm-hmm. And that's why Egypt was so like amazing. Right. So they go there because I think there's food there. Abraham's worried because Sarah's beautiful. He says, say you're my sister. Pharaoh takes Sarah, his wife, Abraham's wife, as his wife. Um, Abram gets all this stuff, right? He gets sheep, oxen, donkeys, servants, female servants, female donkeys and camels. But of course, it says the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like, why didn't Abraham get afflicted with plagues? Um, and then Pharaoh realizes what's going on and sends Abraham and Sarah away. But Abraham or Abram at this point, um, it leaves more wealthy than when he came. So that is what's happening in the story. Right. What is this story about? Why is this happening? Yeah. Well, it feels like, um, a test of faith, like from the very beginning, it's such an interesting, like you've got these promises from God that we talked about yesterday. Um, and they then it, one of them is that this is the land of promise. And then the you know change is now there was a famine in this land of promise. So what does Abram do? He goes down to Egypt. And every time you see Egypt in the Bible, it is like this contrast to the way of God. It's like the opposite right. way of God. And I think it's so interesting, like you said, that it's always um, appears to be fruitful. And especially in this very earthly, temporal sense, like they did in fact have food. But going, it's like this was a very pragmatic choice, a very human like solution to the problem where he's just been in, uh, you know, relate. I mean, heard from the living God that he's 
you know, this land is for him and that he is going to make him a great nation and he's going to be a blessing to the whole world. So he goes down to Egypt and then you can kind of see it just, it's like one bad decision after another. Again, Abram looking to his own understanding, like what's the pragmatic choice here? Of course, they're going to think you're beautiful. Then of course, they're going to want to kill me. So this is what we're going to do. Um, and it just, it, it, it's such a, a, a contrast to, before when he he acts in ways that are very like you know out of faith like i have no under i have no way of knowing how this is going to work out but i'm just going to trust god right i'm going to do what he says but it's like now it seems like he's willing to forego the promise of god even temporarily because of this famine instead of going to god himself or trusting him for so provision. so i was having a, a conversation recently about this passage of scripture and how, um, like, I'll say, you know, a more privileged group of folks and, you know, maybe more like minority folks or whatever would interpret it differently. It was a conversation about how, like, white preachers and black preachers have mm. preached this differently. Okay. Right? And so white preachers have typically and, – and I – I'll 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 give my comments here in a second, but like okay. white preachers have typically, you know, said, "Hey, like Abraham sinned. You know, he was lying. He was deceiving. Um, you know, it shouldn't. He shouldn't have done this. This is like, but, but oftentimes, and 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 again, you know, this is certainly this is not universally true of white right. or black preachers. Okay. But the conversation was black pastors have typically taught this." commending Abraham or Abram uh, for his shrewdness. You know, he now is in a minority situation and he figures it out. He like, he figures out how to like fool the man, if you will. I see. Okay. I know it's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is. Now, I don't agree with that interpretation, um, but I do think it's just, it's very interesting how like current context uh, you know, you know, changes the way that you particularly see a story. It's interesting. Now, I think the plagues, uh, that's uh, from the plague, um, when you think about God saying that Abram would be a blessing to all nations, and now he's actually not a blessing. He's bringing plagues, his decisions are bringing plagues down it, it on the nation. It does seem opposite so, of God's Yeah, of choice. what he said, right. And that's what I would say, too. I, okay. I would say that the reason that this is happening, the reason that Abraham is being dealt with kindly if you will mm. even despite his you know mistake mm-hmm. is evidence that you know he is just the chosen one of god like god is like taking care of him right god is providing for him even though you know his faith is somewhat limited here um <clears throat> and 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 i would say that that again like this begins several themes in the bible this is, in a sense, a foreshadowing of both the Mosaic Exodus mm-hmm. and, I would say, ultimately, the story of Christ, right? So Moses takes the people of, or rather, you know, Joseph, in a sense, or, you know, Jacob or Israel, goes down into Egypt. And I think we think about the the people of Israel becoming slaves in Egypt, mm-hmm. but I actually think you should see in that the people being blessed. I mean, they go from a people of 70 to a people of millions. Right. Okay. Right. And so God blesses them in the land of Goshen. Mm-hmm. Now, in the end, there's hardship, right? Right. But 
God brings the greater hardship through the deliverer of Moses yeah. onto God's enemies, the people of Egypt. And I think, in a sense, here we see the same kind of thing. God is just forecast, forecasting, foreshadowing, you know, the people of Egypt um, or the people of Israel are my blessed people and their enemies I will curse. And mm-hmm. so... It's just, it's a, it's an outworking of that. So right. I don't know that we should see this too personally, you know, in a sense of right. like, well, yeah. if you're a minority in a foreign nation, you know, right. be deceptive this is and how shrewd. To do it. Yeah. Or we should say, you know, if you're the overcoming nation, you know, take the wives of oppressed, you know, of minorities. I mean, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I think, I think we're both of those interpretations you're reading too much yeah. local context in it. Yeah. I think the, the story that needs to be worked out here is what does it mean to be, chosen of God and and how is God interacting with the whole world through right. his people right and that's what we see going on in this right. story and and I think also you just can't help but see the nature of faith like it is kind of interesting with the words that Abram was saying and how the story plays out it does like it makes you think of Jesus like leaving his home for a land of famine on only the trust, you know, trusting the promises of the father, um, not caring about his own life, but willing to lay it down. It's like, this isn't like so much like, oh, you can, but there are like hints of what had to happen for salvation as opposed to like how we struggle as human beings with this whole idea of trusting the father and his promises. Yeah. But, and it's interesting. That's a good word. For Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.